Ladies and gentlemen, we are live for MMA Sucker Radio. This is MMA Fight Music Producer Mikey Ruckus, and you are listening to another edition of Sucker Radio with your host, Jeremy Brand. Be sure to catch all your mixed martial arts news and interviews and updates at www.mmasucker.com. I can't believe this can We are back. Sucker Radio here on MMASucker.com. I am your host, as always, Jeremy Brand, and we have a fun show for you today. But before I get to that, make sure you head on over to DraftKings.com if you would like to win some money, because I always want to win money, so I'm always playing in their contest. It's only a $3 entry, but if you use the promo code MMASucker, that's M-M-A-S-U-C-K-A, it is free. With your first time deposit. It is a $20,000 prize pool with first place winning $2,000. But guess what? The top 1,540 will win money guaranteed. So get on over there. Salary cap style drafting system for UFC Fight Night 63. Choose your five favorite fighters. Could be Chad Mendes. Could be Juliana Pena. Could be any of those guys. UFC Fight Night 63 goes down this Saturday. It's an early one, so get your picks in early. This starts Saturday, April 4th at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. What is that? 11, 10, 9, 8. 8 a.m. Pacific Time. <laughs> Had to do the math there. So, yeah, DraftKings.com. Enter in the promo code MMASUCKA for your first deposit. You get free entry into the game, $20,000 prize pool. First place takes home $2,000. Do it. Win some money. I'm going to try. So as I said, it's a fun show this week. I will be joined by Shane Sheldon Campbell, who is a late-notice replacement, taking over for Abel Trujillo. We found that out earlier this week, and he will take on John McDessie at UFC 186 in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. He'll join me in a little bit. Also joining me will be Ryan Valley. You may not know the name. A lot of you won't know the name, in fact. But the local scene here up in British Columbia, in Vancouver, will know the name. This guy trains out of Titan MMA. He is not an MMA fighter. He is a BJJ practitioner. And he will have a new segment on the show. I'm not sure what it's going to be called, but he'll join me in a little bit to talk local Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Um, hopefully he'll break down some techniques and, and his favorite submissions and whatnot. So we'll have that. This past weekend, we had some good um, some good MMA. <laughs> we had uh, Bellator on Friday night with Bellator 135. This was a doozy in the main event. Uh, it was crazy, actually. Marcus Galvao won. Against Joe Warren. It was a good one. Elsie Davis won. Francis Carmont took home a unanimous decision in a boring fight. That one wasn't too great. Ryan Couture, though, who was our guest a couple weeks back, brought home an early first-round submission victory over the porn star Dakota Cochran. So, yeah, that was Bellator. What did we also have? We had World Series of Fighting on Saturday night. Excuse me. And it was a good one. Justin Gaethje retains his title in the main event. Who did he win against? Um, Louis Palomino. And this one, on many people's cards and many people's opinions, 
is a possible fight of the year contender. This one was crazy. Uh, back and forth action. Um, Justin Gaethje taking home the TKO in the third round. Three minutes and 57 seconds. But it was a great, great fight. In the co-main event, Matt Hamill was expected to take on Thiago Silva. Um, Hamill pulled out very, very close to the fight. And Teddy Holder was brought in to take on Thiago Silva. This guy not many people knew about. Um, but he came in there and he TKO'd Thiago Silva early in the first round. Um, this one was a crazy one because I, I don't know whether Silva was overlooking him. He landed a big shot of his own. Holder held on and uh, TKO'd him himself. So that was wild. Thiago Silva getting getting lit up in the co-main event at World Series of Fighting 19. This weekend, we have UFC Fight Night 63, as I said, right off the hop, um, talking about DraftKings. But UFC Fight Night 63 is an early one. It's a morning card. It's The main card is expected to start at 10 a.m. Pacific time. It's not expected to. It will start at 10 a.m. Pacific time, 1 p.m. Eastern time. So you could be getting out of bed if you're on the West Coast, eating your breakfast, and watching the main card of the UFC. Six fights on the card. On the main card, there is not one fight above 155 pounds. It's rather odd. Kicking things off on the main card, Dustin Poirier against Carlos Diego Fajaya. Featherweight action, Clay Guida against Robbie Peralta. The women's bantamweight, our guest last week, Juliana, the Venezuelan vixen, Peña, will take on Milania Dudavia um, in her return to the octagon. You guys all know that she's been out a long time. Going to be back this weekend, UFC Fight Night 63. Lightweight action between uh, Pena's training partner, Michael Chiesa, and Mitch Clark. Lightweight action between Jorge Masvidal and Ally Quinta in the co-main event. And the main event, a five-round war between featherweights Chad Mendes and Ricardo Lamas. Very easily a number one contender match. A lot of people counting Lamas out of this fight, not seeing how he could win this fight. But you know what? A lot of people counted him out in his last fight as well. But look what he did. Uh, Chad Mendez, Chad Money Mendez, should win this fight. A lot of people are picking him to win this fight. How he does it, I don't know. I said on MMA Junior Radio, yes, MMAJunior.co has a radio show now. And I was a guest on it on Wednesday. So head on over there and listen to that show if you haven't yet. I give my picks for this fight card. And that's why I'm not giving my picks on this show. So you're going to have to head on over there to get your picks. But I said on that show that this fight could either be really, really good or really, really boring. And I got a text from James Lynch saying, James Lynch of Sportsnet.ca and MMA Oddsbreaker saying that he doesn't agree that this fight could be boring. But you know what? I'm going to stick to my guns and say that it could be really boring. So we'll see on Saturday probably the afternoon at that point because it's a six-fight main card. We'll see on Saturday afternoon whether I'm right or whether James Lynch is right because, you know what, I'm hoping this fight is fireworks. I'm hoping it's really, really good, but I still do think that it does have an opportunity of being boring. So, yeah, that's about that. UFC Fight Night 63 this Saturday, but later this month is UFC 186, and our next guest is going to be fighting on that card, So check out Shane Shaolin Campbell right after this. Joining me now is the master 
behind the secret technique that was shown at World Series of Fighting 18, and he is now a late replacement heading to Montreal for his big show debut at UFC 186. Please welcome Shane Shaolin Campbell to Suck Radio. Thanks for joining me today, man. Thanks for having me. Now, before we get to your UFC debut talk, I have to obviously ask you about that secret technique that I spoke about in the intro, the Hadouken. <laughs> I, I, I spoke to David Lee a few weeks back about it, and he said, that's a secret technique, and, and if he sort of spoke to me about it outside the gym, he'd have to kill me. So were you the one that brought that to the school? Sorry? Were you the one that brought that technique to that? Toshido then? Uh, yeah, I've, that that's something I hold or hold dear to myself. I haven't really taught anyone else that one. <laughs> what what was running through your head when right before you threw that fireball in the cage? Well, I've been practicing it for a little while, so and the opportunity was was there, and uh, I jumped on it. Was there no no worry that this guy was going to get back up and, and get right in your face because you threw it, you rocked him. You threw the fireball, and then you kept rocking him. Yeah. yeah well, Derek Boyle is super tough. Um, I knew that going into it, but uh, it, it, you're never. It's just really hard to get get a one shot knockout. I mean, I'm always I'm hunting for those, but but they're few and far between. So I just got to wear them down with with all different strikes, whatever I can come up with, and and uh and end up beating down a uh weathering down a really tough fighter and and that's what I had to do there but sooner or later I ended up getting it so what made you decide to to make the move to Kelowna and train under the tutelage of David Lee at Toshido uh I I was traveling around a couple of uh the very high level gyms down in the states and and uh for the last couple of years looking at where I really fit in and what I thought was the best gym. And uh, after a week of being there, I knew that that uh, David Lee is super high level, knows how to teach, and we just connected really well. So I uh, I moved down here, and it's my new home now. Glad to stay in Canada? Uh, of course, yeah. I mean, I, that was a little bit of a worry if I was going to be traveling around and making uh, an American gym my home gym. It, it just would have been would have made things a lot tougher. Living, I wouldn't have been able to stay there full time, at least not not at the start, right? Yeah, for sure. Have you noticed your game change that much since changing camps? Oh, hands down. I'm improving every day. Dave's really amazing. I'm I'm training twice a day and improving, you know, on both sessions. So it's uh, a student of the game. It's 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 really a dream to to be able to to have that kind of knowledge coming in on a daily basis. You know, they say you're only as good as your last performance. So do you believe that that last performance is what got you on the UFC's radar? Uh, that's why I keep pulling off performance and performance. I'm shooting around a 90 fight, so it's <laughs> <laughs> getting up there. But um, I've been on the radar for quite a while. The, the opportunity for this short notice, this fight kind of, worked out really well but um i'm not too disappointed i didn't get there any sooner i've i've uh i've had a few few big holes but now that i found david lee i'm pretty sure in Toshido here i'm pretty sure I'm, they're going to get filled up and now is really my time to shine so timing is perfect yeah 
All right, so you will be a late replacement um, stepping in for Abel Trujillo against longtime UFC fighter John McDessie at UFC 186 in Montreal. How do you feel about short-notice outings? Ah, it's no problem for me. I fought a lot of times back-to-back weekends. Fighting's not really as much of, of an emotional roller coaster for me. I just I, I enjoy it. The, the training, the fighting, it's not too much of a high and low for me. I just like going to the office. <laughs> I'm sure as a guy who's who's sort of traveled around, you you definitely know a bunch about your opponent. Um, has this changed up the way that you've you've began the training camp for this fight? Um, no, I kind of I'm leaving the training camp in the hands of David and whatever, however he feels the direction that I should go. I'm pretty comfortable with that. You do know John MacDessie though, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've heard the name. He he had a really sweet elbow uh, highlight KO in one of his fights there. That he Maybe did, yeah. Uh, being your first outing inside the octagon, you know, there's many guys that fight for the win, um, but we know the UFC loves guys who put on a show. What can fans expect to see out of you, and could we see another Hadouken if the time is right? I, of course, the Hadouken wants to come out, but I've been uh, working a whole bunch of other crazy techniques, both on the ground and standing. Um, anything from more toe stabs and <laughs> and more creative toe stabs to Hadoukens and dragon kicks and a few other innovative <laughs> tactics so fa- I got So fans can expect the show. Oh, and I got the name Shaolin for a reason. <laughs> now you you should have about a six inch reach advantage against MacDessie. Do you visualize yourself keeping the distance and using your range? Uh, basically, do you think the advantage of your range will make a difference? I'd be crazy not to. Uh, MacDessie's a beast, and I mean I can't just <laughs> get into his range and let him let him get anything off. At least not try to. Have you? Do you? Are you a guy that visualizes a lot? Uh yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I've i pretty much been living, training, and fighting for the last 10 years, so <laughs> I, I visualize quite a bit. Makes sense. Now, you used to fight at 55. You're now sticking with 170. How much easier is this cut going to be for you, or, or do cuts to 170 suck just as bad as 55? No, the, the 170 cut is still a cut, but uh, it's definitely a lot easier. The one... This, this fight's going to be at 160, and it's a five-pound difference, but that five-pound difference is, is uh, oh, just so much. After an additional five pounds after already cutting 15 is, is, is uh, oh, that sucks. <laughs> MacDessie Trujillo wasn't going to be at 60, though, was it? Yep. Oh, was it? Okay. Now, that fight was expected to take place on the main card, so in your first fight with the organization, you'll likely be on the pay-per-view portion of this fight card. Uh, how bloody cool is that? It's, it's awesome. <laughs> and especially to have a, an opponent that, that's more than likely going to stand with me. It's, it's a dream come true. Yeah, I mean, most guys that that get brought into the UFC have to, you know, fight their way up to the pay-per-view card. You're getting that right off the shot. Wow, they know that the show that I'm going to bring, so (laughs) it'd be crazy not to put me there. That's awesome. Now, finally, you represented Canada at the K1 World Max 2013 World Championship Tournament. Is that something 
you'd like to do again, or are you 100% committed to MMA at this point in your life? Uh, I mean, uh, I love fighting. I'll pretty much fight any sport, but no, I've I've signed with the UFC now, and we're this is this is the road I'm taking for quite a while. Fighting in April. Um, how many more times would you like to be inside the octagon in 2015? Um, I, I have no aspirations for for what comes next. I'm just taking this fight, just this one, one at a time. Okay, visualizing. How do you finish John McDessey? Um. I've I haven't got that far yet. I'm just practicing a whole bunch of different tools, but I'm I'm sure it's gonna be something wild. He is Shane Campbell. He'll take on John McDessey at UFC one eighty six on April twenty fifth, live from the Bell Center in Montreal, Quebec. Shane, it's been fun, man. Just let people know where they can get a hold of you in the social media universe. Yeah, for sure. Uh Shaolin style MMA is my, my Twitter. And uh you can just hit me up on Facebook and YouTube and at uh, Shane Shaolin Campbell. All the best in your UFC debut, man. I can't wait to see what flashy styles you bring. (laughs) Thank you. Me either. We are starting a new segment here on uh, Sucker Radio. I'm not sure what I'm going to call it. Um, I'm not sure how exactly it's going to flow, but joining me right now is a man named Ryan Valley. He's pretty big. In the local Brazilian jiu-jitsu scene, he's also known as Tuna. He trains out of Titan MMA in Port Coquitlam. So please welcome him to the show. We're going to chat a little bit of Brazilian jiu-jitsu, um, not only UFC stuff, but also on the local scene. Welcome, Ryan, man. Hey, how's it going? It's going good, man. I'm, I'm excited uh, to see how, how this segment sort of progresses as, as we get going because I know... You are big on the local scene here. You you get around from gym to gym. You're sort of that, you know, BJJ whore, if I might call it that. <laughs> I just love BJJ. You know, that's how we do it. We just get around. <laughs> exactly. So we, we I, I figure this first episode, we'll sort of just talk about you, the first part of this segment. And then um, as the segments progress, I could see us, you know, talking about... Um, some of the, the the latest UFC submissions that have happened, the crazy stuff that's happened uh, lately in the UFC where you can sort of break down how they were doing that, what they were doing, stuff like that, as well as what's going on locally. Okay, sweet. Cool. So basically just break down your background in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I mean, when did you start? Where did you first start training? What your belt ranking is? whatnot? Okay, so um. I guess right now I'm a purple belt under Nabil, and uh, Nabil is a brown belt under Eddie Bravo, and, and um, we study the 10 planet system, I guess I'm not from a Titan MMA. Um, I've been doing Jiu-Jitsu for, I think, for five years now. I started off with um, Nabil and Dan Rizzuto when they had that 10 planet in Vancouver in Richmond. Then they split off. Nabil had his own thing happening. Um, oh, Dan opened up on his own gym, and Nabil had his extreme fight shop, and I just worked for him. He showed me some jiu-jitsu in the back, and <laughs> next thing you know, we opened up a place, or he opened up a place in Fitness World. We started up in Fitness World, that's right. I was with him, and then we went to Core Studio, and then Titan MMA. So you're, you, you're a purple belt now. You compete, correct? Yeah. Yes, I do. Um, just locally, and then um, I think maybe 
not maybe this year and next year I'm going to start competing um, outside tournaments, hopefully in the bigger ones. Some IBJJF, and uh, this May I'm actually going to go to the Philippines and uh, try out the uh, Pan Asia for shits and giggles. <laughs> nice man yeah that's pretty cool so you, you you know Eddie Bravo is known for for the nogi stuff and and I know that you guys at Titan you guys train a lot of the nogi basically all nogi but when you get yeah. around you do throw on the gi as well correct yeah um you know what <laughs> I'm starting to enjoy the gear actually <laughs> the view's gonna kill me for it but um <laughs> uh it's, it's, it's a lot of fun I'd say I mainly train nogi, right? Uh, nogi jiu-jitsu, tempanic jiu-jitsu, and I just attack, and I guess throughout the years, I've just become aware of, like, lapel chokes and just becoming aware of angles and how people can attack me and such. I wouldn't say I'm educated in it in the sense that I can <laughs> get away and do it on somebody, but I'm aware enough that I can just stay out of the danger zone and keep attacking my game. For sure. Now, I... Yeah, it does definitely because I mean I don't know if a lot of listeners know this, but I I have a, a background in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu as well. I I trained, you know, off and on for the last like some odd, you know, I'm I'm saying probably eight years or so, and and yeah. I might be the longest running blue belt in history here because be, be, because because <laughs> of the blue, <laughs> because of the amount of time that I've taken on and off and. The one thing that I wanted to ask you about that is, I mean, yeah, I've been in and out of the community for a long time, but I see locally on Facebook and whatnot that it seems very tight at this point. When I when I sort of backed away from from uh, the jiu-jitsu community and then I got backed into it a few years back, but when I backed away about five, six years ago, there was some serious headbutting going on and, and there was a lot of aggression and a lot of drama going on in the Brazilian jiu-jitsu community, but... F- from what I see right now, it's very tight-knit. Would you not agree? Oh, big time. I agree big time. You see a whole bunch of guys like um, training at other gyms and then uh, coaches welcoming um, each other, right? You got like Felipe traveling all over the place um, and just sharing knowledge. And um, you got Kabir uh, welcoming people um, on holidays with Open Mat and, and uh, Walter from Eastland BJJ just welcoming everybody and it's and a whole bunch of other gyms too that I just that I just haven't had time to mention. It's so when been, you yeah, awesome. because when you when <laughs> you really start awesome. when you started about five years ago, you say that's when that's when I sort of backed off from the scene. Um, did you see any of that drama that was going on? A, a lot, big time. Um, um, there's so many times I wanted to train with friends, but I couldn't. Right, like oh you do jujitsu, oh me too. What gym you? Oh you that? Oh and. And we just we were just stuck at just like hanging around and talking about what we could have done to like to each other or how yep. we could have attacked and all that. But I think in the past three or four years, you you find that a lot of cross training has been happening. And the thing what's happening is that um, teachers here are becoming not are not becoming as insecure, right? They're starting to realize that the the students are are loyal. You know, like they're proud to be in what team they are. They just like to go and hang around with your other friends or, or experience um, um, other attacks from other school. It doesn't mean you're gonna jump shit. And that's what right? I think and that's what I think the key is 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 that cross training because you're going to other gyms, you're learning new stuff, and then you're able to bring it back to your club and show them something that they might not have known. Oh yeah, big time. And then I, I 
I think um, our competitors in BC do well when they go out and compete just because they've seen it all, right? Um, a lot of the guys, the, the purple guys I've rolled with, I've rolled with a lot of the guys to compete. And I've attacked them with a whole bunch of like weird Ten Planet YouTube stuff, right? And a whole bunch of other guys have attacked me with their stuff that they're specializing in that I would only see on YouTube and maybe like some crappy white belt in my school would do it. But now I get some guy, high-level guy from another gym attacking me with it. So now, like, you know, not, I might not, I'm not going to be doing it or copying it exactly, but my defense is aware of it now, right? It's aware of, yeah. I'm aware that it exists, and I know how to, to train properly and then to defend myself from that. Do you find that, that because, especially at the start of, of uh, your career, um, that because you were focusing on the 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu system, that these guys that trained, you know, the fundamental aspects, that Gracie style, um, it was a little bit different to you when, when you were fighting and, and training and sparring against those kind of guys? Like, yes and no. Like, um, we have a different, like, system or our system is like we approach stuff differently, but we have the same fundamentals, you know, like the deal um, in the beginning when I, when I started showing this regular side control, regular butterfly, regular guard, you have to know what they were first. Um, and then afterwards, you know, when we get more to the advanced stuff, then they just, they just start showing us rubber guard and how to play the lockdown. Uh, and then we start focusing more on that. But, we, but um, you know, 10 Planet is Jiu-Jitsu first, fundamentals first, and then, you know, then we focus on the stuff that we like the most, mainly like if we play half guard, we mainly play lockdown. And if we play guard, we'd like to play a close high, a high, a close high guard, which is the the rubber guard. But it's <laughs> not necessarily mean it's the end all be all, right? Yeah, for sure. I think some. I think you lost some of our listeners right there. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> but uh, yes, like we we specialize more in clinching, and then we special we have different approach and stuff, but we have the same fundamental basics. Yeah, definitely. Um, so moving away from just yourself and, and the club and and, yeah. and whatnot, let's talk a little bit of MMA. Um, obviously, I'm sure you're a fan of of a lot of the UFC fighters because some of them are from Eddie Bravo system, and and I know you're you're a fan of guys like Ben Saunders, I'm sure, and and Tony Ferguson, and these guys. Are there any submissions that that you've seen recently that stand out in in the UFC? Ah. Uh. Not so much submissions, they're all just kind of the same. Like the, the Ben Sanders one, the Umu Pilata one, yeah. which was perfect because that was a basic rubber guard, what he did there. He did there. Um, uh, someone did a good review on that on um, TSN, um, the, the, the rock and roll star from the early 1990s. He's seen in much music a lot. I forgot his name. <laughs> yeah, Robin, Robin Black. Something. Robin Black. Yeah, I love that guy, man. Like, <laughs> well, it's weird to look at him now, old Biff. Uh, all like buff and rip and stuff. Yeah. I remember he used to be like some like dorky looking punk guy in the 1990s. But it's awesome <laughs> to see transfer- transformation like that. Anyways, so yes, uh, back to the question. Ben Sanders, he just, um, uh, that was awesome. And But you know what I've been seeing a lot, uh, a lot lately though, more than submission, but transition. Yes, for um, sure. I forgot who Conor McGregor was fighting, but he did a, a beautiful um, BJ Penn pass. Um, uh, on his opponent on his last match, I think. He fought Dustin Poirier last? last. Yes, um, and just how he just, um, he had he had him on, um, I think, by the by the cage, and then he, he was uh, he was hugging his body, 
and he moved all the way to his body to the right, yeah. um, trying to get his legs all together. Then he set his other leg on top and passed him out. That was very horrible, AJ. I just want to apologize <laughs> there. <laughs> one more thing. One more thing before I let you go here that yeah. I want to talk about is is one of your fighters at Titan MMA, Mazdak Porablo is going to get a title shot with the local organization here, Battlefield Fight League. He's going to drop down to 170 pounds. He's 3-0 at 185 right now under the BFL banner. And in his mixed martial arts career, he's earning himself a title shot against a very dangerous um, Chris Anderson who holds the title at the moment. What are your thoughts on this outing, and how do you see Mazdak faring against a guy like Chris Anderson? Because we know this guy brings it. Uh, well, you know what to tell you the truth, I don't I haven't really seen much of Chris Anderson. Um, right when I'm when I'm in, um, in the backstage with uh, in the BFL events, most of the time I'm just in the back room with my team, right? So I haven't seen much of the fights. Um, I can tell you a lot about Nasdaq, though. That guy's a beast. Like, um, I hate rolling with that guy. We have a mutual <laughs> not looking at each other, like no eye contact when the deal says uh, it's time to roll, right? Like... Like I don't think he likes to roll with me too, and I don't think I like to roll with him. He's just unstoppable. It's 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 um in jiu- sports jiu-jitsu, I think I can get him, but in MMA it's it's game over. His uh, I don't know what to say. This he just can't lose. It's you interesting. Yeah, fight where he got knocked out and then yeah. he went for a double takedown. That's that's what I mean. You can't like if someone's gonna knock him out, he's just gonna somehow take the guy down, or if someone's gonna submit him. He's going to do some weird thing and check his hip and knock the guy out with his hip. It's- exactly, because I think the fight before that one even, he, he came out with a giant goose egg on his eye as well, right? Oh, yeah. He, he went buck wild and just, uh, oh, no, no, that was, uh, that was his first fight against yeah. Bengals. He went crazy and almost got knocked out <laughs> and knocked the guy out. But um, it's, it's, it's fluky, but not really, too. Like, he's very deadly on the ground because he's so long and lanky. And he's so and, and he's so strong. Like he's good at um, at uh, just finding his angles and, and especially on top, passing guard. Uh, like I can't even hold him in lockdown. He just passed my lockdown easily. Hold me inside control and just squeeze with a triangle. So that guy trains hard. And nice. He's just a gamer. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm, lo- I'm looking. I'm so, I'm so jealous <laughs> of that guy. I'm looking forward to that fight. That's going to go down in May, I believe, May 30th. Battlefield Fight League 36. Um, Ryan, it's been it. This has been fun, man. Uh, I don't know whether to I call you. I'll be better next time. I'll work on my English. I'll, I'll enunciate more. I'll read out loud or something. Right? Sounds good, but don't read a script because <laughs> because that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't. I don't do script. <laughs> no script. Yeah. So I don't know whether we we should call this something with Ryan, something with Tuna. I don't know. We'll think up a. Fun with tuna or fooling around with tuna. Training, training with tuna. Training with tuna. Something like yeah. that. Where, where do you see this, this sort of segment going from here? Um, I don't know. I guess just having fun and just talking about what's happening locally, right? And, For sure. Uh, mainly talking about. Um, uh, uh, I specialize mainly in jujitsu. If I talk about striking, I'm just making something up. <laughs> so hopefully just um just what's going on in the jiu-jitsu scene and and what's going on uh in the uh, uh biggest improvement I'm seeing in in from jiu-jitsu in the martial arts world like being in Maya's fight yeah. even though he didn't finish submission it was 
there's so much stuff. Like, I have to take notes for it next time and then talk about each part of all the awesome stuff we did, the transition and all that. Awesome. Are are, are there any local uh, tournaments coming up? Um, I think there's one on May 3rd at the Richmond Oval. Right. Will you be, com- I, will uh, you be competing? Guys are gonna be com- yep. Nice. And who a bunch of our guys are going to be competing at, um, by our guys, I mean local BC guys, are going to be competing at the Worlds too, so I'm excited for them and Long Beach. And awesome, man. And uh, world champions too, so BC Foster, man. <laughs> there you go. The first, <laughs> the first segment of Training with Tuna. Tuna, just let people know where they can get a hold of you. Do you have Twitter, anything like that, get a hold of you on social media? Um, right now, I just have... Uh, Instagram at Ryan Valley or 137 Ryan Valley. 137 stands for Ryan Valley or 137 most interesting man in the world. So I'm not just a jiu-jitsu practitioner, guys. I'm also a magician, philosopher, bullshitter. And uh, if I work my heart, my ass off, hopefully, or if I win the lottery, I'll be a philanthropist in the future too. Something along that line. (laughs) There you have it. He is Tuna. This was Training with Tuna. We'll have this segment back around very soon. All right. Have a good one, guys. Have a good one, NNA Soccer listener. And remember, um, keep fit, have fun with Hal Johnson and Joanne McLeod. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Ryan. Later. Bye. Oh, man, that was <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully it didn't bore you guys too much. I mean, it was the local Brazilian jiu-jitsu scene uh, up here in Vancouver, which... I think a lot of people are very interested. I'm sure Ryan and his training partners will be listening to that segment. So thank you to Ryan Valley for his training with Tuna Talk, as well as thank you to Shane Shaolin Campbell, who will be taking on John McDessie at UFC 186, April 25th, Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Uh, Thank you to those guys. Thank you to you guys for listening. Make sure you head on over to DraftKings.com and enter in our MMA Sucker Contest. Uh, Head on over. We have links on this page. We have links. The background is a skin right now over at MMA Sucker for DraftKings. So head on over there. Click on the link. Even if you don't, just head on over to DraftKings.com. Find the $3 MMA pool. It is a $20,000 prize pool. First place takes home $2,000. As I said, it's a $3 entry, but with your first deposit, I will sway that $3 utilizing the coupon code or promo code MMASUCKA, M-M-A-S-U-C-K-A. Guess what? If you use that promo code, actually, you can get in on any sport, but how about you use it for MMA this weekend because it is UFC Fight Night 63. So as I said, $20,000 prize pool. First place takes home $2,000, the top $1,540. Win money guaranteed. I don't know how they came up with that number, but 1540 they all take home money. It is a salary cap style drafting system, $50,000 to select your five favorite fighters. And this one is fun because you know a lot of them on this card. So have fun with your $50,000. DraftKings.com. Use the promo code MMASucka. Win some money. So follow me on Twitter at JeremyBrand604. Like MMA Sucka on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash MMA Sucka. Follow myself on, or follow MMA Sucka on Twitter at MMA Sucka. Thank you again for listening. Thank you again to my guests. And with that, I'm out. Yes, it's unanimous.
It's the radio, it's the, it's the radio, sucker, sucker radio. It's the radio, it's the, it's the radio, sucker, sucker radio. It's the radio, it's the, it's the radio, sucker, sucker radio. Come and listen, it's about that time. Yes, download the show or you can stream online. It's the radio, it's the, it's the radio, sucker, sucker radio. It's the radio, it's the, it's the radio, sucker, sucker radio. It's the radio, it's the, it's the radio, sucker, sucker radio. Come and listen, it's about that time. Yes, download the show or you can stream online. Out.